So I just hit record. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hardwood Nation podcast with your boy CL Acne and the homie. Back again, Bryce Ward. What's going on, Bryce? Not much, man. Had a nice little vacation, took a week off. And um, well, glad to be back. How's everything going with you? Everything is great. I mean, yeah, you're on vacation and missed the NBA finals, but I know you saw who won. <laughs> That I absolutely did. Yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah. I I, I want to go into a public apology first that I have to make. But before that, the one thing I want to say is is that kudos to Milwaukee um, for winning the championship. All of us were wrong. You know, not not just the Hardwood Nation crew, but all the fans, all the experts. Everyone was wrong. So congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks uh, for winning the 2021 NBA championship. Now, really quick, I want to go into my my very public apology. I was on the record as saying that Drew Holiday will not lead the Milwaukee Bucks to an NBA championship. Drew Holiday, I am sorry. I am publicly apologizing to you for those comments that I made. Congratulations. It was your defense. It was your timely shots. Um, Even though some people ripped you for your shooting percentage, you almost had a triple-double in like three or four of these games. So kudos to you for helping the Milwaukee Bucks win a championship. Bryce, is there anything that you want to say as far as Drew Holiday now being the NBA champion? Well, <clears throat> I know coming into this season, like neither one – we didn't pick the Bucks to win a championship, of course. Um, but if you weren't going to make that apology <laughs> – I thought you were just going to apologize to, like, the Milwaukee fan base or something. I was going to bring up the Drew Holiday thing because uh, <laughs> I just thought it was funny. But, um, I mean, that team just blew my expectations out of the water. Um, I think they did for a lot of people. And, you know, they they didn't look. At times, especially to start this start these series that they found that they, they didn't always look super dominant. They always looked a little shaky. And it was like starting to feel like the old like Toronto Raptors or pick any other team that, you know, just couldn't quite make it over the home. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, through sheer strength of Giannis and their their guards. And their acquisitions that have, you know, some bigger guys who could guard. Like Drew Holiday can kind of do everything. Getting him and Chris Middleton playing so well. I mean, they just, they blew me away. I never thought they were going to beat Phoenix. Um, not I mean, not even with Giannis healthy. Like before, you know, we knew he was going to come back. Like we thought he was going to miss some time. Um. I, I still didn't think it was something Milwaukee could do, but they have two-time MVP. Now they have – now Giannis has a finals MVP and a championship. And, I mean, it's a, a, a super impressive resume. I mean, he really – him – I mean, spearheaded by him in that effort and then the rest of the team following suit. They really, I feel like – I don't know, brought just some more mystery to what it takes to win a championship. Like, what they did and how they did it surprised me 
I know it surprised a lot of other people. And even though I picked Phoenix to win, I'm I'm glad that they overcame what was the original 2-0 deficit and basically just dominated Phoenix after that um, with their with their size and their defense and Giannis doing what he does best. Um, his his small like the few things he doesn't do well. Um, Usually, you know, they're glaring, but it, it didn't matter. He put on such huge performances, especially in that finals or the final game, like 50 points. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. Um, most most definitely. Uh, he put together a performance like that. So it's like, kudos to them. Get it wrong. It's interesting. And kudos to the Bugs. They deserve it. They've been working on this path for years. Gianna stuck with that team, and then they won a championship. That's a great story after the last, so, like, I don't know, 15, let, 20 let, years, of, or about 15, 20 years of us watching people leave. Yeah, let me let me stop you right there. We're going to get into that a little later, okay? Let me just, let me just pause you. Rat <laughs> <laughs> okay. Riley's, Riley's agreeing with me. So what, what I want to do before we get into that is I want to give the fans a sneak peek at what's to come for the Hardwood Nations podcast. Um, as you know, we work hard behind the scenes to try to give the, the best product that we can, even though some people say we're the worst podcast ever, right? But we've been working on some things. So, for example, we have this new layout that we're going to have uh, once we get rolling again next season. And then we can highlight topics and things of that nature. So, for example, I know you can't you can't see see my screen right now, but you will be able to see it when you go back and um, take a look at it. So, for example, we're going to do the NBA Finals recap which Bryce already started very eloquently, by the way. So we're going to do the NBA Finals recap. Then we're also going to add some spice to the podcast. We're going to go into a stupid fan topic. We both see comments on social media, you know, be it Twitter, be it Facebook, that are just absurd. So we're actually going to talk about some of those topics uh, beginning next season, but we're going to do a sample today. The next topic is going to be where will Chris Paul go? There was a lot of chatter about Chris Paul this week is he going to stay in phoenix or is he going to leave there is also a lot of chatter about tyler hero where he said that uh lebron's time in miami was more impactful than the way wade <laughs> that's going to be a good one and then our last topic of the day is going to be can team usa win gold um team usa just lost to france even though it was a tough team they just lost to france so we're going to deep dive into that so bryce once you go back and watch this you'll be able to see the new overlay and then you'll actually be able to see how the topics appeared on the screen. Nice. Sounds good? Yeah. So you you, you kind of touched on how Milwaukee won the series. You know, they went big and their defense stepped up. So now I'm going to talk about how Phoenix actually lost the series. So you take those two things that you mentioned, where after game two, Milwaukee adjusted to Phoenix's style. From that point on, it was a failure on Phoenix to adjust back. Phoenix continued to play DeAndre Ayton on Giannis and failed to build a proper wall against Giannis. That gave Giannis all the confidence he needed. Even though Ayton is big and strong, he can match Giannis strength for strength, but Giannis is more mobile. Like, it's not even close. He's more mobile than Ayton. So he was just able to go down the baseline, go to the hole whenever he wanted. Yeah, he was fouled. Yes, he had free throw struggles in the first five games of the series, 
We saw what he did in game six with the free throws. But it was a failure on Phoenix to adjust to Milwaukee adjusting. And that's what series are. If it's just one game, like college basketball, yeah, Phoenix would have won a championship. It is a seven-game series. You have to adjust. Now, I've blasted Coach Bud for three years. I'm not going to say he's a great coach. I'll never say he's a great coach. But he made the right adjustment in this series, as simple as it was. And Phoenix failed to do so, um, which is an indictment on Monty Williams, their head coach. And I love I love Monty Williams, but it's like you're screaming at the TV. It's like you need to switch up your defense because Giannis is killing you. And every game, Giannis was getting stronger, stronger, stronger. Mm-hmm. And no one and no one was adjusting to him. <laughs> um, and it, it was it was agonizing to watch, to be honest with you, because it's like you have to change. I know you trust your guys. You think you got you think you have the better team on paper. You did have the better team. But you still have to make the adjustments to put your guys in the best position to win. And he didn't do that. This loss is on Monty Williams. It just point blank, period. Chris Paul played well. Um, Devin Booker played well, even though he has a, a, a strain, a hamstring strain, which no one's talking about. But he did. We're not, we're not making excuses for him, but he did. Um, this loss falls on Monty Williams. Now, should Monty Williams be fired? Absolutely not. I've heard fans mention that. No, he shouldn't be fired, but it's a growing pain for him, um, which which is why he was so emotional in his post-game press conference, and we'll touch on that later. As far as the Milwaukee end, Giannis, you touched on something, and I'm going I'm to get to it. Right after the game, Giannis took a moment. This was before the celebration, before everything. Immediately after the game was over, Giannis took a moment and sat in a chair by itself and that's when it hit him holy shit i did it because we both know this guy caught hell all season long for not leaving milwaukee like you said and like you said when so many other stars leave you know paul george left anthony davis left even though he won the championship anthony davis left lebron left everyone leaves everyone wanted Giannis to leave we all say he wasn't going to win in milwaukee I had personal reasons for him leaving. You know why I wanted him to come to Miami. We were knocking on the door. So in that moment with him sitting on that bench alone, it was validation of his decision not to leave. And he mentioned that a few times in his post game, in the locker room, even at the parade that they had the other day, he mentioned, I stayed, I did it the right way. You know, I didn't take the easy way out. I didn't go to a super team. So I know you touched on it a little bit, but how does this championship rank where you have a hometown product stay versus someone leaving like Anthony Davis, like Kevin Durant, and winning the championship that way? Um, it rings pretty high up there. I mean, um, I'm trying to think of like other teams that come to mind that have gotten close that couldn't quite pull it off. Um, Orlando uh, with Dwight Howard jumps out at me as an Orlando fan. I mean, um, even Toronto with their, like what they built from the ground up, they weren't able to pull it off until they shipped in Kawhi. So it's still different. It's, it's, this is a big deal. I mean, in my eyes too, uh, being a fan of a smaller market team and stuff, it, it gives hope. I mean, Giannis bet on himself being able to, I guess, will the Bucks 
but it was a whole team effort. But he he bet on himself plus what that team had built. He had confidence enough in the from the top down. He had enough confidence to stay there and to think he could win, and that all worked out. So, I mean, if you're Giannis, that the feeling of confidence and accomplishment you must have right now is just you know, out of this world. So, you know, kudos and congratulations to him. But I think it, it sets a, it, it could be a change of tone kind of for the type of mentality some of these guys have instead of just feeling defeated. Um, in, instead of feeling like you can't do it, uh, bringing back these ideas like Allen Iverson. I mean, Kobe Bryant had like this attitude um, and, you know, that clashed with Shaq, but it's like all, all these these older guys had this attitude like they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it their way, and um, I know LeBron catches heat for this because he was he's probably like the most spotlighted player at the time. But when he chose to go to Miami, and for people to make such a big deal about it being a uh, you know, like a super team for the first time, even though we know they're super teams. Um, it's just, it's a nice change of pace because I, I'm not a big fan of only seeing one way to win. And when these players join up and we, we know it's not a guaranteed championship, but it just gives them such a better opportunity. And the bigger market teams are the ones that can afford to do this. So it kind of makes the league feel lopsided. And we've been stuck in that for a long time. I mean, Golden State drafted their super team. They, they, you can't really complain about Golden State until the Kevin Durant time. And wait, that's a different conversation. But this was huge for the league. It was huge for Milwaukee. It, it absolutely justifies everything Giannis has done. I mean, it's all around just a great story. It's a good story for the NBA. And if you're a fan of, watching basketball you should be a fan of them winning this championship unless you're a phoenix fan which of course i understand but yeah um i i mean it's just it's awesome i can't can't say enough for the guys how happy i am for them there's a lot of um a lot of pain in phoenix they're 0 and 3 in the nba finals right now and they have the record as the most finals trips without a uh, championship victory Another thing for Milwaukee, they haven't won a championship in 50 years. 1971 was when they last won a championship. So that, there's a generation of people who've never seen, who never saw it. In the mm-hmm. final seconds of that game, because remember, game six was in Milwaukee. In the final seconds of that game, the entire arena was chanting, holy shit, because they couldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was clear on the TV, clear as day on the TV. They could not believe that that team pulled it off. Because, I mean, they heard all the noise, too. Um, you know, that they wasn't going to win a championship. Yeah. So it, it was just holy shit, holy shit. Now, I loved it. And like you said, as a basketball fan, I loved it. Was I rooting for Phoenix? Yes, they couldn't pull it off. And I was happy for Giannis. So between him having that moment alone on the bench, between the crowd chanting holy shit, it just put it, – it made me feel good to be a basketball fan. And then also one thing I want to bring up is that Monty Williams, you know, he 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 took all the he he took all the uh not gonna say the pain he took all the and i'm not even gonna say heat but he just took it he took the brunt of it mm-hmm. and 
And that's why he was so emotional in his in his post-game press conference. And for him to go to the Milwaukee Bucks locker room to congratulate them is astounding. Um, some people say he shouldn't have did it. Giannis even came to his defense. Was like, hey, I invited him over there. That was astounding because I don't mm-hmm. think I could have done that. I, I would have had to send them a text. Hey, congratulations. You know, something like that. I don't think I could have went into that locker room at that moment. Uh, and he wasn't there long, but wow, what what a what a moment that was for him. Um, shouldering the brunt of that loss and then, you know, acknowledging the new champion. So he's a stand-up guy, and I love him to death. Um, the, the put a cap... I can't believe the Phoenix players... I, I can't believe the Phoenix, some fans are already wanting him to be fired. I mean, oh, the yeah. guy got you to a finals appearance for the first time in how long, and you want him fired? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but some, hey, some short-sighted fans, whatever. Not yeah, <laughs> yeah, some, some fans def- definitely want him fired, and, and and it's it's a travesty on their part. And you know they're fickle fans anyway. Um, and the last thing I'll say to put a cap on the Milwaukee run is losing to Toronto after being up 2-0, getting destroyed by Miami last year, being overlooked all year because of Brooklyn. They went through the championship steps and they went mm-hmm. through the pain that it takes to win a championship. If Phoenix would have won, it would have been an anomaly because they didn't go through that pain. They didn't take the steps. Right. Milwaukee, Milwaukee actually took those steps. So that makes it so much more refreshing when you win. When you have guys like P.J. Tucker that's been in the league for a long time, guys like Jeff Teague that's been in the league for a long time, and even Bobby Portis Jr., you you can't call them nothing else but champions right now. Period. <laughs> was it was it isn't Brandon Jennings? Wasn't he? Is he still on the Bucks? No, he was at the game, but no, he's he's not playing. Oh, okay, anymore. I saw the pictures and stuff, and no. I was like, what? No, I was like, no, he, I, did, uh, I was like, did I miss something? No, he he was at the game, and then even Brooke Lopez has been around for a while. So th- those guys, that Giannis Giannis is young enough to where he may win two or three or four more. Who knows? But those guys who are close to the end and had never won Ooh. one before it is so much more That's refreshing it. for that. Yeah. It's so much more refreshing. So I know you mentioned the Bobby the- real quick. The Bobby Portis memes have been hilarious. <laughs> like the last week, just saying like him dressed up like Squidward or whatever. <laughs> I've seen a couple of those <laughs> and yeah, it's been good. So we're going to, we're going to change gears a little bit and then we're going to go to our, our stupid fan topic of the week. And and before I before I dive into this, I'm gonna say I do empathize with the Phoenix Suns fans. Trust me, I do. I hear y'all, but this is ridiculous. So, and and, and you guys can come at me as if you see the screen, you can see at Hardwood Nation on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can come at me. I don't care. So Douglas Reeves, Bryce, I'm gonna read this to you. Douglas Reeves made a comment on Facebook that says, "I feel like Chris Paul threw the finals because he wants to be a Laker." What else explains when LeBum, for LeBron, was at the game, how does he play the worst game he had all playoffs? Grammar, sir. I'm assuming he's speaking about game three where Chris Paul had a bad game. So how ridiculous do you think this comment is where this guy, Douglas Reeves, indicates that Chris Paul threw the finals? Um. (laughs) <laughs> That's like one of the dumbest things I've done. 
and for a number of reasons. So one reason why LeBron there is uh, all these guys who used to be, they're all buddies. They've right. all known each other forever. They ride bananas out in the ocean together. <laughs> we know the drill, okay? So now with that being said, throwing first, first off, it would have to be more than one game that he'd have to throw this finals. Second of all, you would have to be under the understanding that losing the championship somehow gets you to L.A. easier, (laughs) which doesn't make any sense. The only way you get to L.A. easier is if Chris Paul takes a – the next time he's a free agent, which – do you know when he's a free agent? Is it this year? Yep. Yep. Okay. So – you're going to yank Chris Paul away based on him throwing the finals. Like, that doesn't make any sense. The only way that works is if Chris Paul does so ab- abysmally poor that he takes away his own stock. And nobody's going to do that. Chris Paul's not going to do that. LeBron James, who's who's a buddy of his, isn't going to not get his buddy paid. Like, none of it right. connects. It's right. just an upset Phoenix fan trying to blame Chris Paul, who, let's be honest, you have Devin Booker. You wouldn't even have been in those finals without Chris Paul. Right. Okay, stop. Right. Right. Also, you have the benefit of having the coach that he happens to be, like, buddies with, too. Like, maybe not earlier in their careers, but they have a history. They had a finals run this year together. The only reason Chris Paul might go to L.A. is for money. And it like a, a a better shot at a championship, but with him making such a deep run with the Suns, and knowing Chris Paul's history of how he's went to other teams, like his his course through his NBA career, I don't really think Chris Paul is going to do that. I, I could be wrong. I won't be surprised if I'm wrong, but he could have done this a long time ago. I know they were going to get trade. He was going to get trade to LA a long time ago, and that got vetoed for basketball reasons. But he could have walked to a number of different teams in a number of different times in his career, and he hasn't really done that. He hasn't really teamed up with one of the other major, major big stars in the NBA when they were both healthy and in their prime. That hasn't happened. So why the hell would Chris <laughs> Paul, who doesn't have a championship, Throw a championship to go to, to, to go to LA. Yeah. It, 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 it was absurd. It makes zero, zero sense. And that yeah. guy is just an upset Phoenix fan. So they, they you know, whatever. Crybabies, I guess. Oh yeah. He, probably he, the he, same guy who wants uh who wants Monty Williams fired. And, and look, he's gonna be more upset when he sees this video too. Hey, to our shout out to our oh. twenty eight subscribers. Let Douglas know we're talking about him. Just, <laughs> help us out, y'all. Help us out. And Douglas, thank you for contributing to our stupid fan comment of the week because you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Let's just be real about it. <laughs> just in his feelings, said some random stuff. Yeah, just says random shit. This is so so stupid. All right, homie. And look, so, I love conspiracy theories, but that one's too far. Yeah, that, that, that one's a little too far. So you touched on... Chris Paul, you know, the possibility of him leaving. So he, he, here's the reality of the situation. Phoenix can pay him more than any other team. If he goes to the Lakers, they can't pay him at all. So he's going to take a huge pay cut 
of about 44 to 45 million dollars. So it would strictly be for the championship at that point. Now, New York is looking New York's looking for a veteran uh, point guard. Miami's looking for a veteran point guard. Um, I don't think he would leave Phoenix right now, but don't get me wrong. His job is done in Phoenix. He got there. He showed them how to win. They fell short. His job is done. But I, I don't think he would leave only because I think Booker needs another year under him and then also the connection that he has with Monty Williams. But I will say his family didn't come with him to Phoenix. They still live in L.A. He still has his home in L.A. So that could be another pull as well, um, you know, to go to the Lakers for the cheap because his family mm-hmm. still resides there. So he, he has options. Either he stays uh-huh. in Phoenix for, for a shot at another championship and a bigger contract, or he takes the pay cut and go to L.A., where he would basically still have another shot at the championship. So, you know, barring injuries and things of that nature. But just know LeBron's going to put a full-court press on Chris Paul to come over there. Oh, yeah. And that should be expected. But if mm-hmm. he, like, threw a game. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 you're good. No, you're good. That was... <laughs> I take it you like our stupid fan comment of the week. <laughs> it just blows me away, but... Dude, it was, it was it, it, this is the type of shit I see daily, and I'm just like, you know what? Let's spice up the podcast. Let's address some of this shit because it's 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 absurd. It is really absurd. So, Tyler Hero was in the news this week because he said that LeBron James is the greatest Heat player in the history of the franchise, and not Dwayne Wade. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you first. How do you feel about Tyler's Hero? Uh, assessment of LeBron James's four years in there. Um, this one might bother you. I don't care. <laughs> he 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 could have said um. He could have said Bosch. He could have said anybody, and it's the problem is it's just way too opinion based. Like we, I mean, like most. I'm sure most Heat fans are going to say Dwayne Wade, especially Heat lifers, okay? Everybody's going to say Dwayne Wade for the most part, but you can you can argue that while LeBron was there, LeBron was the greatest basketball player in the world for many years, and you could still say, you know, maybe he's up there, and, you know, but for a long time, LeBron James was the best basketball player in the world. And he was on the Heat for, I mean, what, did he get two championships? He got, in, in the four years, they went to the finals four times and they got two championships out of that. Okay. I mean, Dwayne Wade was there and he got one before him, of course. But I could see where someone could make the argument. I'm not saying I agree. And the context is supposed to be, I guess, the greatest Heat player of all time? Yes. Okay, so that seems like a little bit of a stretch to me because he didn't, you know, of the the legacy that Dwayne Wade had there. So, I mean, it's it's a, it's just too opinion-based. Like, it's just he can have that thought, and it's not the, the worst opinion I've ever heard, but 
it's like I'm, I don't necessarily agree with it. But, I mean, it's LeBron James. It, that's the problem, is that if it was anybody less, it, and, and they were like the guy there, even Durant, say it was anybody else, it's harder to make that argument. But with LeBron James being the best at the time when he was there, I can see how that kind of skews things. I mean, I know you don't agree with it at all, and I don't necessarily either, but I can see where someone, especially someone younger, might say LeBron James over Dwayne Wade, even though it's a little ignorant. But I, I can see the thought process there, I guess. So it doesn't necessarily surprise me. What surprises me is that after the season Tyler Hero had, people still give a shit about what he says. <laughs> Because I don't, I don't give a fuck about that kid. He had one good year, and oh now God. people want to talk about him? Who gives a shit? Let's talk oh to uh, the reserve player on the Pacers, for all I give a fuck. Like, who cares? I don't give a shit about Tyler Hero. Like, I don't care who his favorite player of all time is. He could, he could think it's Kobe Bryant over Michael Jordan or something. Like, another argument but like i just don't give a shit about this guy at all let him play ball before we give a fuck about his out off court opinions why are we even talking to him at this point I don't like it's off season what's he doing must have been well, a slow well, news week well yeah he's about to be a daddy so that, that should be his focus um i don't even know a where single daddy because <laughs> yeah. he cheated on I, I think they already broke up with some right um I, I Next think Instagram I, model up. Oh boy, <laughs> that vacation did you something well. <laughs> so, so here, here's my here's my breakdown of it. Okay, so yes, I'm a Heat fan. Yes, everybody knows I'm a Heat fan. Yes, I was a LeBron James hater before he came to Miami. I didn't want him there. It was strictly a business deal, and I hate him since he's left. Now, with that said. I think it was season two of the LeBron James experiment. And I can't remember what game I was watching, but I was like, holy shit. He truly is one of the greatest basketball players I've ever seen. This was season two. Um, But I always tell people, and, and, and I did this because, of course, I started watching the Heat in the morning and Hardaway years. I would tell people all the time, Alonzo Mourning's the greatest player in Miami Heat history. The day that Dwayne Wade retires, he will then be the greatest player in Miami Heat history, which he retired now, I think, three years ago, two or three years ago. So he is and will always be the greatest player in Miami Heat history. LeBron's not even he, – he wasn't around long enough. He, he just wasn't mm-hmm. to be put in that conversation. So is Wade and Alonzo Mourning, and then you can fight over Shad, you can fight over Bosh, you can fight over LeBron. But – on my Mount Rushmore of Miami Heat, of course, Pat Riley is coach, Wade, um, Alonzo Mourning, and then Eric Spolster, who's been there forever. So that, that's my Mount Rushmore of the Miami Heat. I kind of chuckled when I, when I saw that Tyler Hero said that because I kind of chuckled. And like you said, he's a young kid. He doesn't know that Dwayne Wade, up until this year, had the greatest NBA Finals performance of all time. <laughs> Thank you, Giannis. You took that one from me. Up until this year. <laughs> Okay, because what Giannis just did was was absolutely fucking phenomenal. But uh, yeah, I thought the comment was a little stupid too. But yeah, I, I know, like you said, you don't give a fuck about Tyler here. <laughs> I was like, we're not even hearing from like a profound player. 
we're 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 talking to a second year guard who fell off. Yeah, what, fell off. Like, yeah. We'll start winning again before I give a fuck about what you say. <laughs> shut up and dribble. Oh man, not to shut up and dribble the Tyler Hero. Oh man, good God, that's probably what he told them too when they bitched. <laughs> shut up and dribble. All right, so literally. It's been, a, it's been about an hour now, about an hour and 15 minutes. Literally, it just happened where Team USA Basketball lost their opening game to France in the 2020 Olympics. Even though it's 2021, they're still, they're still recognized as the 2020 Olympics. So, huh, this wasn't an elimination game. It wasn't a pool game. How do you think Team USA will fare considering they just lost <laughs> to France? Who is good, oh. by the way? France is a good team. They have like four, four or five players who were either in the NBA or still currently in the NBA. Um, so they're a good team. But how do you feel about Team USA losing? I mean, at this point, I think they I have have they won barely like one game. Yes, have they won two? They, they, okay, they won two exhibition games. Yes. All right, they look really bad on paper right now. Um. These other teams have experience playing as a team. There's a slight, slight rule difference with a few things. And I know Team USA was harping on that in the beginning. But, I mean, come on. This, this is getting ridiculous. I mean, uh, they're more – seems like they're just over there to maybe have a good time or something. Like, I, I'm just making assumptions. I, I don't know. But they just – they look very out of sorts. These other teams – are just playing better team basketball, and they're—I mean, it's kind of glaring. It's—it's it's like a, a representation of our, of our uh, systems. Here, we have where athleticism and pure raw talent like can do a lot for you. Like, of course, Kevin Durant is like you know, probably one of the most prolific scorers of all time. But that doesn't always equate to everybody playing well on a team together. And if another team is playing well like that, it's really hard to beat them, even if you have more talent. So yeah, I, but- I think it's I, I think it's like a little scary. I don't think Team USA is gonna win gold this year. Um, and I think it, it it's a glaring problem with what we value over here sometimes. Uh, in terms of basketball talent, I mean, we we see foreign players come over here that kind of look out of shape, some of them, and, and they play well. I mean, well, now we're getting to see that on a team scale against a team that's not used to playing together, and Team USA looks really bad. I mean, we're losing all these games. Um, like, I don't know if they're just waiting to turn it on or something, or, like, what it is that's really uh, – bringing them down but it just seems like whatever their problems are it's, it's very glaring right now compared to other other years like other than um what was it oh two when was the, the, the one year that these they looked really bad it, it was oh four that that's when the the gates of hell opened in oh four um let, let me say yeah. this real quick and uh, you basketball has been a um uh, Oh, goodness, I can't think right now. They've hosted basketball tournament in the Olympics 19 times. USA has won in the tournament 
15 times, okay? Um, and like like you just mentioned, 2004 was when the gates of hell opened and the team was just rid- ridiculously bad. Not bad talent, but bad cohesiveness. They, they couldn't play well together. And as you mentioned, these teams, these foreign teams play together for years in the off seasons. They play together. They do various tournaments. You cannot put a group of players together for two weeks and have them ready for the Olympics. You just can't do that anymore. It's not going to work anymore. Um, yeah. Kevin Durant was in foul trouble today, but him along with everyone else missed a lot of open shots. The half court offense was abysmal. They did have fast break points. That's where Team USA gets most of their buckets from to kind of cover up their their offensive half court woes. It's 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 horrible. It, it is absolutely horrible. France is a big team. They're a long team. They gave USA Team USA all kinds of fits on the defensive end. You cannot one. I don't believe in turning it on. The Miami Heat proved that. It ain't that that's dead. There ain't no turning it on. You cannot go out there and lay down in the first game. If you want to strike fear in your opponents, that's the game you need to turn it on in if it was a such thing and beat the shit out of the other team. They couldn't do that. So now other teams are going to look at them and be like, holy shit, they lost their first game. Oh, we got a shot. And that's all. That's that's the mindset that the other teams need. We have a shot. And Team USA gave it to them. And it sucks. It really does suck. They have to learn how to play team basketball. You just can't do it in two weeks. It has to stop. If the team would come together like they did to uh, seeing Kevin Durant happy birthday and it wasn't his birthday, if they could just come together like that, (laughs) they'd probably do better. That's the most in sync I've seen Team USA. I heard I heard about that. I didn't see it, but I heard about that. <laughs> it was hilarious because Kevin Durant's just looking at like someone else filming, like, like with the most blank expression, like, "What? Are you kidding me?" <laughs> was it's he, hilarious. Was he, was he still high? Maybe that was it. Uh, apparently, <laughs> stays high. So good for him. <laughs> I don't know. Though, you better be careful. But, you know, Olympics are. Uh, a little strict on the uh, <laughs> on uh, the dope this year. I'm sure they are every year, but you know they they said that um, that one lady couldn't run. Right, 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 um, right. So Bryce, now that the season is over with, what were your biggest surprise and also disappointments of this last season? <clears throat> My biggest surprise before the playoffs uh, would have been New York mm-hmm. Knicks, and then. Um, after the playoffs, though, it's Atlanta Hawks. Because it was already right. interesting that they were able to get in after a poor start to the season and uh, getting rid of their head coach, um, which I did see they they officially made, uh, what's his name, the head coach. I saw that announcement a yeah, while Yeah, Nathan Miller. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, for me, the biggest surprise, like, in a positive way, after the whole season, and in retrospect, it's got to be Atlanta Hawks. And probably the biggest disappointment. Hmm. Um, I know a lot of people would probably be the Brooklyn Nets, but I don't, I don't care about them. So, um, I'm just playing. Uh, I, I kind of didn't think they would win a championship, anyways. But my biggest disappointment would probably be LA Lakers, just because. We picked them to go far, 
And, I mean, it was basically because of injury. Um, but they looked weaker throughout the year, too. Um, I, the Lakers is probably the biggest disappointment for me. Um, but we've we've discussed many times why we think that is. So, um, yeah, that's it. Uh, Atlanta Hawks mm-hmm. and the Lakers. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you that the Hawks and the Knicks were the biggest surprise. I mean, we we both said they would be good, but we didn't know they would be that good. And God knows we didn't know the Hawks would go to the conference finals. In the East. The I didn't Hawks know the were, Knicks were going to be good at all. Or, yeah, so. Dude, the Hawks were two games away from the NBA Finals. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so kudos to Trey Young, John Collins, Dave McMillan, and everyone else on that roster. That they were definitely the big surprise. Even Phoenix. We knew Phoenix was going to be good. We didn't know they were going to be in the NBA Finals. Um, and also be one of the top seeds in the West for the majority of the season. So so Phoenix was a surprise there. My biggest disappointment, you got to know what it is, the Miami Heat laying down in the playoffs. Um, yes, there are injuries. Yes, there are COVID-related game losses. But we don't do that. So that was the biggest disappointment to mm-hmm. me because, as I mentioned earlier, I don't believe in turning on a switch. And that's what the Heat said all year. Well, we're going to turn it on when it counts. And then they laid down when they counted. So that was the biggest disappointment for me. And, and it sucks, but hey, it happens, you know. So yep. before before we leave, I know you got a question for me. Go ahead and shoot. I have no idea what this is, but go ahead and shoot. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot about this. Uh, <clears throat> do, you, do you think he would have a championship or have – I guess a more profound career more than he already had. Would you think Reggie Miller would have thrived more and maybe been even more important in today's NBA? Or do you think he was just what he was? And uh, I know he never got a championship. Like I've never really heard you say much about Reggie Miller. And so I was just interested and like, especially because of how his style of play could fit so perfectly with today's offenses and today's NBA. Reggie Miller, of course, is one of the greatest shooters I've ever seen. Reggie Miller could run you off a screen for an entire game. Reggie Miller could awkwardly go to the basket and get himself to the free throw line. Where where Reggie fell off at, and and it wasn't his fault. Reggie didn't have a superstar playing next to him. Reggie Miller was a superstar, but he never had a superstar playing next to him. He always had good players, but never that second guy that could help him get over the hump. So his Indiana Pacers team were playoff locks every year. They were consistent every year. They're a hard-working team, hard-nosed team, defensive team, but he never had that second guy. If he would have had that second guy, I believe he would have had a championship. Um, oh, they, they knocked on the door a few times, too. And then they ran into, of course, Michael Jordan, Patrick mm-hmm. Ewing, when the East the East was the beast of the NBA conferences. So, for Everybody what he, ran into Jordan. Jordan yeah. ripped rings from everybody. But I will say this. In, in the conference finals in 1998, which was Jordan's last season with the Bulls, the Pacers gave them hell in the conference finals, absolute hell. And I've always told people if Jordan would have came back the next year with the Bulls, the Pacers probably would have beat them because it, they gave them hell. It, it was mm-hmm. the, it was one of the hardest playoff series I've seen Jordan, championship Jordan, have to deal with. 
Um, but no, Reggie Miller definitely would have won a championship if he would have had a second guy in his later in his later career. Like when they went to the finals against the Lakers, you know, he had Jalen Rose, he had Mark Jackson, good players, but not that. You know, Shaq right. had Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> Michael had Scott. Which is kind of crazy that they got to play together. But, yeah, I, right. I understand. So, so that's, what Reggie, that's what Reggie needed. So, like, let, let's use Yao Ming as an example. If Reggie had a center like Yao Ming, no disrespect to Rick Smith, but if he would have had Yao Ming in his prime, that might have would have worked. So that, that's how I look at Reggie Miller. But, yeah, he's, he's definitely one of my all-time favorite players. No, I, I don't talk about him a lot. Um but he's definitely that. I have nothing but respect for Reggie Miller. Um, too bad he could never be the sister because she's the true goat. But yeah, much much love, much love for Reggie Miller. So on that yeah. note, we're gonna wrap it up for this week. Hell, I don't know when we're gonna be back. We might take a couple of weeks off. Who knows? But we will be back, and we're gonna be better than ever. So for my boy Bryce Ward, it's your boy CL. We are out. Everyone, stay safe. Oh.